0: Did you, did you see the Boris Diaw interview in GQ? I
1: did not see Boris Diaw on GQ.
0: He says, at one point, he's asked, is there, any, is there anything he wants to do, something he hasn't tried? He mentions, space is a new hobby that I want to explore. So I talk about the possibility of living on Mars in, in <laughs> Boris's <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> Boris' quote, for sure, I'm not kidding when I say it, I want to go to space. I would try to do it if it's possible, and I think it will be my lifetime. Mars, I don't know if that's going to be possible. They're probably going to send some professional astronauts there first. I heard it might be a one-way mission. So i got to ask you.
1: What would make it a one-way mission?
0: They're not coming back, Tony.
1: Like if you go to Mars, you automatically die? Is that what you're, is that what you're...
0: You, you You either live out your days on the red planet...
1: Or you I die. don't. So, what would be the incentive to actually go to Mars?
0: Because Boris just—he's just living
1: for the experience. So, like, you're so would you go? I'm asking you. I want to know. No. Why not? I'm not going to Mars if I'm not coming back. Why not? What I do you, have, what do you a, have to do? I have a family. All right. All That's right. the thing.
0: I'm Aaron Falk here with Tony Jones, Salt Lake Tribune.
1: Hello, hello. Welcome Weekly back. podcast.
0: Weekly podcast. It's on the internet. Um, we're recording this Friday. Uh, we got a jazz game tonight, so we're, we're we're in a little bit of a of a weird spot. The schedule. Where is he? I mean, schedule. So let, let's let's talk about um, that Portland game really quick. And I have a story. You got a story? I want to hear it. This is going to be quick though. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, I was a bad
1: student in high school.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> like what? Well,
1: like you weren't going to class. Yeah, I wasn't going to class. I, You know, I was chasing skirts. You know, I was a jock. You know, I did just enough to stay eligible. So the night before the last semester of my high school career started, my mom, Jackie Jones, who is a saint, sat on a bed. She had a glasses. She had horn rim glasses on the tip of her nose. In her left hand, she had a calculator In in her right hand, she had my report card. (laughs) 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 And she said, brother, she said, by my calculations, you're going to need a 4.0 to graduate from high school in this last semester. And since you have yet to get a 4.0 in any semester of your high school career, I'm going to go ahead and say that you can't do it. So this is what I'm going to say. If you don't graduate from high school, you're either going into the army, or you're getting out. (laughs) And I got a 4.0 that semester, (laughs) and graduated. True story, true story. And my mom, along with one of my teachers, they said, I don't know whether to kiss you or kill you, because clearly you had this in you all along, and clearly you were not given 100%. Now, I take this as a perfect segue, into Joe Johnson, <laughs> <laughs> but Joe <laughs> Joe Johnson and the preseason, as opposed to Joe Johnson in the season opener. You don't think Joe Johnson was giving his full effort? I think in hindsight, I think he was playing a little bit of possum.
0: He was busy doing anything else.
1: <laughs> I think he was chilling.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course he's. He's done this so many times.
1: And jazz like, fans were so up in arms. Let's give you the numbers. of Joe Johnson uh in the preseason. He averaged what 5 points a game. He shot 32% from the field. He shot 18% from three-point range. We were wondering if this man was washed. Was was that
0: a I was, think that's I think that was something people were concerned about. Yes. The possibility.
1: And we and, and that concern spilled over into the first half of the Portland game where he scored two points. And didn't look to be a part of the offense. Then in the second half, he scored 27. He scored 15 points in the in the first six minutes of the third quarter. He went 10 for 12 in the field, and he dropped 29. So we know now that Joe Johnson is not washed,
0: and he's going to graduate from high school.
1: He's going to graduate from high school.
0: What 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 about? I mean, what, what were you when you're watching that? What were you seeing that was allowing him to be so effective?
1: he He is a master at getting to his spots. uh He is very patient and he does not let uh, the opposition speed him up um from what he wants to do. He knows angles, he's every bit of six eight he's every bit of two hundred and forty pounds very strong, and he just you know I think Quinn Snyder did once he figured out that Joe was on the roll, it roll, did a lot of things to generate switches uh to get. Uh, Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum on the Joe Johnson, and they, they did a good job of playing through Johnson uh, in that second half. And I thought that he, I thought that he was phenomenal.
0: And he's he's so big. Like just, you stand there, you stand next to him, and you just he's realize broad. He's just he's just strong. He is strong a man.
1: big big guy, and and he is in terrific shape. And that that's that's what you notice when you stand stand next so, to him So physically. I
0: I wonder as you talk about, you know, switches to get him on smaller players, does that advantage go away? if he's? I mean, we, we thought he was going to play more, mostly four probably, you know, some three, but but maybe a small ball power forward. Does that go away at some point if, if he's playing four? Do you see him playing one of these positions more than than another this year?
1: Well, there were times where they, they switched Ed Davis onto him and he just took him from the perimeter. Went, went by him a couple of times, scored at the basket. You know, the, the guy, you know, I, th- I think, and Quinn Snyder alluded to this today in shoot-around, you know, when when the Jazz get healthy and they're able to put Rodney Hood and Gordon Hayward and Joe Johnson on the floor together, you know, that's, that's going to create a lot of matchup issues for a lot of teams, I would think.
0: One guy who was able to stop Joe Johnson, Derek Favors in practice. He said uh, Derek Favors practiced Thursday for the first time in a month. He said he got crossed up on the perimeter. Joe Johnson crossed him up. He's going to the basket. Recovers, blocks the shot. We don't know if he's going to play tonight as at the recording of this, but uh, obviously, hugely encouraging news that he's even going through practice. Went through shoot around this morning. Um, seems like if he, if he doesn't play in this in this game against the Lakers, seems like he's you know L.A. or San Antonio certainly w- would be within reach. How badly do they need him back out there? Well,
1: I mean, I think they can beat the Lakers without him. Um, they can't beat the Clippers or San Antonio without Derek Favors, especially with no Gordon Hayward out there. So, I mean, you know, San Antonio. I mean, it, you look at the Clippers: DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, guarded by Boris Diao. Right. And then you look at the Lakers. I mean, I mean, you look at the Spurs. You got LaMarcus Aldridge and, and Powersaw, Gasol. I mean, and, and Dwayne Dedmon. Um, and and David Lee, for that matter. I mean, that is a deep, <laughs> talented front court, and we haven't even talked about Kawhi Leonard yet. So, you know, the, the Spurs may have the best front court in the world right now. So, I mean, it, they they need Derek Favors. The yeah. Jazz do.
0: And he he said, you know, he doesn't know what happened to to cause this injury. It's a an IT band. It's we talked about it. Something that happens in runners. Just started feeling weird. Started feeling pain when he's running and jumping. Right after that that uh, preseason opener in Portland. You know he he's done a little bit more, but but Thursday is his first full practice. He's going to be rusty, but I think even Derek Favor rusty Derek Favors is better than having no Derek Favors for this team. I think
1: right now, if you can get twenty minutes out of Derek Favors tonight, you know, get him ready, get him have him no no worse for wear, and have him ramped up uh, tomorrow. Uh, ramped up tomorrow and have him ready for Sunday. I mean, you know, uh, the Blake Griffin. He he's a handful. I mean, if you saw that Portland game, uh, he can score inside and out. He can hit threes. Now nah, I mean, he's so skilled, uh, relative to his uh, athleticism. Um, you know, Boris Diaw. We, we love Boris, um, but that's that's a tough that's a tough matchup for him.
0: Yeah, and, and getting a starter back obviously improves their their bench depth. Moves moves Boris back to a spot where he's probably more comfortable. And as Quinn Snyder said yesterday. Yes, 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 yes. They definitely need
1: <laughs> They definitely need to play better. <laughs> better the from the bench. <laughs> hey Quinn, what do we need from the uh, Yes. <laughs> hey Quinn, does the bench? Yes. Well, what uh, Yes. What well, would it just play better. <laughs> that was that was our I'm gonna, interview.
0: I'm going to let's, let's pause here for just a second and I'm going to I'm going to put this clip
1: in. Do You, do you need better play. Um, yes. I mean, I was, yes. I know it was Yes. one game. Yes. You need better play from you Yes. Specifically. Yes. Absolutely.
0: I, I posted that video yesterday and I had a bunch of people like, Was he mad? Is he okay? Like, why does he, is he mad at Tony? Is he mad at you? Like, what do you, when that happens, what were, what were you thinking? And, and I, to me, I was, I thought it was just humorous. And, and I, w- I want to know kind of just as a, this is maybe a bit of shop talk, but this will be quick, but like, how do you deal with, with maybe a, a coach or a player who is not having it at that moment?
1: Well, I knew he wasn't mad at me. I wasn't playing. <laughs> so, <laughs> I knew he wasn't upset at me. Um, I, You know, you knew that Quinn was upset. They just came from watching film. I mean, look, when you're a basketball coach, and, and and, you know, I've been on this side a little bit, you know, after a game, you know, coaches kind of – have the cooling off period. They go meet with the media. You know, you don't really speak to them after the game or whatever. It's the film session in the next day. That's when. The, that's when you really start to tell the tell the tale. And it was obvious that you know Quinn had just seen the film, and he was a little t- he he was really ticked off. And and you know I put this in my story. You know, coaches coaches rarely get upset and miss shots, just unless you just take a shot that's just so ridiculous. that's like, okay, what is that? Coaches get upset at a lack of effort. They get, a, they get upset at schematic mistakes. And the second unit had both of them. And if you look at this Portland, if you look at the Portland game you look at the Portland loss, um, the Jazz were 26-26 at the end of the first quarter. Portland begins the second quarter uh, essentially on a 14-2 run against the Jazz, the second unit. First unit comes in, races, a eight, r- races that deficit, races an eight point deficit, builds an eight point lead with 10 minutes left in the game. Second unit gives it all back, right? So you have to, if you're Quinn, you know, you have to say, hey, A, you know, why did my second unit, you know, essentially didn't play well uh, in, in both rotations? And B, you know, this is just like last year, you know, this is like last year in terms of the Jazz second unit giving leads back and 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 surrendering leads. So, you know, I, I think that Quinn was a little frustrated with that. Now, I will say this. Joe Johnson is supposed to be on the second unit. Boris Diao is supposed to be on the second unit. Those Allie guys Burks. Alec Burks is supposed to be on that second unit. So, it's just a little different, and it's a one-game sample size, so you can't kill them. Um, but at the same time, you Know when you saw some of the stuff that, that Quinn saw on film, which is not getting back, not doing some of the things that you talked about in practice and in shoot around, then that's where the frustration lies. Yeah,
0: no bench player finished with a positive plus minus, and whereas I think every starter except for maybe Boris was, was in the positive,
1: right? Um, and 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 they got outscored 38 to 16, yeah,
0: and back. and and Trey Lyles looked kind of uncharacteristically, like force. he was forcing things, which he d- doesn't typically seem like he, he does. Right. Um, Dante, obviously, was was poor and, and had some struggles and kind of got moved to the end of, of that rotation. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, guys get healthy. All of a sudden, you know, things look a lot better on the bench. Right. Um, how about that Rodney Hood dunk?
1: Whew. Man, that was – Rodney's always been l- let's let's get this out of the way. Rodney's always been a better athlete than people think. Mm-hmm. If you get him on a fast break and you, you know, you can see the explosion. I mean, I was, you know, you seen, you can see him explode to the rim. I've just never seen him do it in traffic like that before, in terms of taking one step, just going to the basket. Let's just talk about Rodney in general. He looked really good. at 26 points, nine of 17 shooting, uh, over 50 percent. Um I think he would have had 30 if, if the Jazz didn't feature Joe Johnson as much as they did uh, in that second half. Um, but he was terrific. Uh, what, did, what did you see out of him? Yeah,
0: and I, I think – I mean, he, he's so smooth, and we've talked about this before, but the, the, the dunk in traffic to me was even better because it's it just shows a willingness and an aggression – in, in the lane that he didn't necessarily have before. I mean, he wasn't Dante Exum timid, but you know, this is a guy that doesn't get to the foul line a lot. If he's going to do that, if he's going to have that extra explosiveness, which it sounds like, I mean, you know, he's a better athlete than maybe we, we've seen, but it sounds like he really put in work this summer and was impressing people in, in their OTAs with, with that sort of explosion. Had a few of those dunks in OTAs. Um, but if he's, he's doing that, if he's doing those things, getting to the foul line, getting some cheap points like that, I mean, that's that's when he's going to get those 35, 40, you know, some crazy 40-point game at some point when he adds that in. Otherwise, I mean, he's just so smooth all the way around.
1: Yeah, yeah, 26 through the third quarter. Um, you know, and obviously he tailed off at the end of the game. I think, you know, there were a lot of minutes that went around that went to the starters, and I think in a, in a large sense, I think that they ran out of gas um, down the stretch. But, you know, they were plus one with three minutes to go, and they had a chance, you know, to win the game in Rodney's um, offensive play. And I thought he was good defensively as well. I thought he really made C.J. McCollum work. And, you know, that's where the Jazz want to see improvement as well. You know, privately, I think that uh, the organization, you know, we, we always ask, say, hey, you know, can the Jazz have a star? Can the Jazz have a star? Can the Jazz have a star? I think privately the Jazz think that Rodney Hood can – can can really be a significant player in this league and you know what I saw last night was a guy that could average 20 points a game easy pretty easily uh if he gets the touches and and I think he's going to get the touches the touches I think he's going to get the usage and I think that he's he's going to have a really good season
0: aside from that first road game of the year how how was the uh the Portland experience you had a four thirty a.m. wake-up call
1: Yo, we had a 4.30 a.m. wake-up call. Anybody who goes out there and wants to go get something, you go to the screen door. Best Southern cuisine ever. We started out with shrimp and grits, me and Andy Larson, of course. And then <laughs> we had, uh, it's we a true had odd couple. Southern fried chicken with uh, collard greens and macaroni and cheese and sweet tea to wash it all down. Listen, I was in heaven, Okay. And that was a that was a great experience. Um, um, I lost forty five pounds over the offseason. I gained four of it back. <laughs> so I was in the gym to today trying to work it off, saying I oh, shouldn't go into the screen door. But yes, anybody who's of weight, go to the screen door. I w- I look forward
0: to, to, to trying it out sometime. Um, we talked about the week ahead a little bit with with the front court matchups possibly being a problem if Derek, depending on, on what Derek's situation is. Anything else, I mean, o- outside of just the fact that, you know, after this, this game against the Lakers, they're on the road a bunch. But anything else that stands out to you next couple of games? I mean, I- any kind of keys or anything like that that you're, you're focused on?
1: Seven or next nine on is on the road after tonight, um, after the Lakers game. Um, and those seven include the Spurs twice. Um, the Los Angeles Clippers, the Miami Heat, uh and the Charlotte Hornets. Um it's so. not easy. <laughs> it's it's not going to be easy. So those are those are all playoff teams from a year ago. Um all teams who I believe won their first game. So, uh Dallas Mavericks as well. Um Dallas is here. So, um you know, when Gordon went down with his broken finger, you knew this was going to be a tough stretch. And I think that you know, the Jazz could easily, you know, be in that three and eight, four and seven, five and six ish range after their first eleven games. Um, but then the schedule really lightens up, so um, it'll be interesting to see how the how the Jazz uh, handle this week. Uh, they have a lot of games coming up. Um, they have four games uh, after tonight. They'll have four games in the next uh, uh, six days, I believe. Uh, yeah, four games in six days, and then that road trip, uh, which is out east, that's a tough road trip. That's five and seven. That's five and seven games, two back to backs.
0: And I'm I'm going to L.A. and then assuming YG's people don't don't get me while I'm Yo, with, while I'm with don't Bill get Bill in a Twitter Jazz. beef
1: with YG. Trib,
0: so if you guys don't know this, Trib Jazz 3.0, Bill, Bill Oram covers uh, NBA in Los Angeles. Got called out. Got called. A bad, a bad name. The hard P by 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 the rapper YG. He got
1: called the Swaggy P. Uh,
0: it's not good. Um, what's one? Hey, let's let's do this. Let's end this really quick. What did you think when you saw that pop up in your timeline? I Bill Bill like, and YG going at it.
1: Well, I'm a hip hop connoisseur, and I always thought the YG's music was trash. So <laughs> I mean. Do not add him, YG. Just immediately on the strength of that, I was like, listen, Chance the Rapper is better than this guy. And I'm from the East Coast. Listen, YG's one of those guys. He's like too short or E-40 in in that he's got this tremendous West Coast following. Like he has like almost a cult following on the West Coast. And, you know, um, Bill is Montana bred and. Oregon bread with some Oregon Montana. bread with some Montana and you know th- that's just, you couldn't find an otter Twitter beef <laughs> <laughs> if if you try. Let's just put it that way.
0: What's what's the worst uh what's the worst Twitter beef you've had?
1: I had one with Damian Lillard. I had a Twitter beef with Wait,
0: what, what did you say? Remind me what you said again, what you wrote.
1: Um I said It was something oh, I said you know, somebody asked, well, why would Chandler Parsons, you know, want to go to Portland in free agency rather than, you know, Utah? I said, well, easy. He'd play in Portland. He wouldn't play in Utah. And, you know, a bunch of Portland fans added Damian Lillard, And Damian was like, well, I don't know what you're trying to say. And I was like, his path to 30 minutes a game would be easier if he played in Portland, because. Where he doesn't have to go against Gordon Hayward right. for, for time, yes. Yes, because, you know, Portland's small starting small forward is Mo Harkless. And I'm not dissing Mo Harkless. I liked Mo Harkless, and I really like Mo Harkless. I've always said good things about Mo Harkless, but he's not as good as Gordon Hayward. And that's all I meant. And Dame added me. I, I woke up, and there were like 100 plus mentions, and I was like, what in the world? And then I. Went back sixty mentions ago, and I saw a Dame, and you know I added him back, and he didn't answer.
0: <laughs> He's waiting. Next next album, there's gonna be a Tony diss track. <laughs> He'd be like, should have gone to Mars. <laughs> All right, thanks guys. We'll see thanks you guys. Bye. See
1: you next week.